comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet, but do not fret. Chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, because everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope, the program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, good morning, folks. We're coming to you live from the Super Talk studio here in downtown Corinth on a beautiful Thursday morning in late October. It's been a, been a fun week the last couple of weeks here. Uh, this is our weekly show, Hope where we come and just try to share some hope to the local community. Uh, we're going to shift gears from the last few weeks. We had a few different topics over the last couple of weeks. This week, we're going to be talking about the Freedom Center. I'm Wesley Jackson, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Bobby Caps, uh, our fearless leader, Bobby. Tommy's a little under the weather. I've had him up on uh, on Rocky Top all weekend singing Rocky Top, so he's, he's out of a... Uh, out of his voice. He's in the studio with us, but he says he's not going to say much, and I know, I know that's going to be a challenge for we'll him. We'll let him at least say something. Yes. Yeah. There you go, something. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he don't have much of a voice, but um, but he's here, and he's standing uh, back directing traffic, telling us what to say in sign language, and we're just doing what he's telling us. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I had him, had him out of town all last week. We were at a Living Free conference last week in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it just worked out perfect where we were able to go catch the Tennessee-Alabama game. So had him yelling, had him in the cold weather, the mountain air, it kind of it kind of got him down a little bit. Unbelievable time. Nothing like that that moment. Oh, it was it – was, uh, it was an amazing moment. The atmosphere was electric. It came down to the last play. You know, it could have went either way. I was I was glad that Tennessee got the win. Of course, I'm a Tennessee fan. I think Tommy could have went either way, and, and I was all right with that. But we, we had a great time. We had a great week. You couldn't have scripted it any better. And if any of you are from the West Coast, uh, the Mighty Dodgers, who had one of the best records that's ever been in a season and who have some of the greatest players that have ever played the game, I uh, got taken down uh, by the Padres, and so good prevailed over evil in more ways <laughs> in more ways than one this week. Uh, and uh, so uh, we uh, had a we have a fun time uh, with our sports teams around here, and so yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun last week. Well, since uh, since playoff baseball has kind of went the wrong way for me, my Braves went down and. You know, I've gotten to know you, Bobby, and, and your boy, Jeffrey. I've found myself cheering for the Dodgers recently. I'm a National League guy. I know Tommy, he's a – he's, he's yeah, a Padres. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but Tommy's a, he's an American League guy, and his Yankees are still in it. Hopefully they'll they'll pull something off soon. But rough night for the Yankees last night. Dodgers pulled one out last night late. Or, I keep calling them the Dodgers, the Padres. I apologize. Yes, the, the Dodgers, Dodgers, if you just think of good and evil – uh, and think good. Padre actually means father, uh, yeah. and actually our uh, you know our our mascot is a friar, which is the old priest. Uh, and so uh, that's what padres are. Padres are the good guys, the priestly caste, if you will. Yeah. And the Dodgers are Diablo, which is the other guys, the bad guys. So remember that, and then you'll do fine. Well, I keep I keep looking over at you, and you've got your, your Padres hat on, and I see the D, and it keeps standing out at me, so I keep saying Dodgers. But anyway, you got your old Miss gear on, too. What about the Rebels? Yeah, 7-0. and They're playing good. They got a couple oh, tough games on the road uh, before they get a – before they get a week off, and so we'll see how that goes. But they're playing good, good football this year. Well, well, let's uh, let's dive on into what we have for the Freedom Center. We've been talking about different topics over the last few weeks, Bobby. We started out with trauma, and then we went to anger, and you guys followed up last week with unforgiveness. 
Me and Tommy was at this Living Free conference, and we heard Miss Ruth Graham share just a powerful testimony about how unforgiveness had really played a, a part in her life. And, and her testimony was that the person that you've not yet forgiven may be the person with the most effect on your life right now. So uh, I, I didn't yeah, get to catch I, you guys' show. Catch I, me up I on loved it. I loved uh, that quote that y'all sent me. It's like, the person who has the most influence in your life, you mm-hmm. think, oh, well, you know, that's this guy, this preacher, this, the what. No, actually, the person who has the most influence on your life yeah. is the person who you still haven't forgiven because they're poisoning your mm-hmm. soul. And so that was really powerful. And uh, that was Billy Graham's daughter that, that uh, talked about that and, and uh, she's a uh, living free. Yeah, she's uh, a living free spokesman, and uh, she's she's. Uh, they use her a whole lot, so that's our second or third time to get to hear. And yeah. it, it was a great time, Wesley. It really was. I was uh, moved and encouraged by the whole seminar. It it uh, really was perfect timing for me with what we have going on at the Freedom Center and Living Free and kind of how we're shifting gears. And and Tommy's been uh, working with me through some things, so. I'm excited about that. I felt like the last few weeks, though, on the shows have been a personalized counseling session. We started (laughs) out with drama, something, you know, we've all dealt with, anger, something that happens from time to time with all of us, and then now unforgiveness. So it's been a good few weeks for me for learning and just really letting the Lord to to work on me still as I'm growing in my faith. But uh, we're excited today. Well, who we got here today, Wesley? Well, we got our guy, Junior, with us today from the Freedom Center. Junior, introduce yourself. Um, my name's, uh, I go by Junior, but my real name's uh, Ricardo Rodriguez III, and um, I'm from Texas, and I work in Macon, Macon Mississippi, and that's how um, I heard about the Freedom Center, actually through my boss um, from Boat Cheeto Gin, where I work, and uh, they're the ones that, that um, actually funded my, yeah, funded me here. So, I, I... Junior is a third generation Jenner, mm-hmm. grandpa, daddy, and now him. And he, and these guys are like superstar Gen people. Seriously, I mean they do they uh, do like over a thousand bales an hour. I was going to say, Bobby, you like got to explain that. For yeah, some of that, us, Gen means a bottle of Gen. Oh, but, not, know, not, I mean, yeah, that's not what that, I was not, wondering. He, not, yeah, he's third generation. He, he may have been third generation <laughs> that too. That's the reason he got here. Yeah, Junior, yeah. tell us, yeah, what, tell us what, about the Gen, man. A Gen and what the process well, looks like <laughs> and the outcome. Well, the process, the way, the way you know, it's um, you know the farmer. And then, by the way, it's uh, about 94 to 97 bells an hour that we run, um, probably 120 uh, to 140 bells that we run, that we produce, actually, um, through the season. But as far as um, what we do is um, the farmers gather it, and they, you know, roll it up, and they they look like marshmallows out there, big old marshmallows. And I used to tell my little brother, you know, that's where marshmallows come from. But um, so they bring it to us and we actually run it through the gin and we dry it out to a certain moisture and you can't, you know, dry it out too much because uh, it'll, it'll make the, the fibers fragile. And uh, so we run it through, dry it out and take out all the seeds so, and all the impurities in the cotton so it comes out on the other end. Um, clean and and you know pretty much white so it junior a, took me to his gin and uh it was awesome it wasn't running at the time they were getting it ready for the season and uh but it is quite a quite a thing of jigger and uh I, I really really enjoyed it and it, it was uh can't wait to go when it's actually running that'll be a lot of fun too oh yeah it's 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 it's, it's pretty pretty awesome you know um this is we've uh had the record the past couple of years um uh the most cotton produced out of a single gin and when i'm talking about a single gin it's out of one press uh most gins have two actual presses inside a gin and this one is out of one so there's been a whole lot of modifications and if you're putting 94 bells out uh, an hour out of one press you're getting it so he's a record making Jenner. So on the other side of the break, we're going to find out how in the world he ended up uh, with us and uh, what God has done to uh, send him back to the record-making gin company uh, in a a whole new way. Who's our sponsors, Wesley? Before we go to break, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Gatlin's Pharmacy and Tishomingo, 
Living Free Ministries, Crosswind Ministries, Nick Baines Law Office, and Wilco Real Estate. Maria and her group over here, they sponsored our show. We're thankful for that. And Daniel Arthur and the local Subways. All of these sponsors make the show happen, and we're grateful. We'll be right back. It's Tommy Wilson, Living Free Ministries here in Corinth, Mississippi. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. At Living Free Ministries, we want to help you to understand how to renew your mind through a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to take you out of addiction and take you into peace, promise, and joy. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Check us out, livingfreecorinth.com. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. If you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines, Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Corinth Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here on Highway 72 in Corinth. Summer's come and gone, but what hasn't gone is the deals at our store. We have recliners, $199, lift chairs always on sale, adjustable beds on sale, mattresses on sales. Don't forget, we are your inflatable place for your fall parties, and now we're your local U-Haul dealer. Listen, you got to come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Bain & Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain & Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, welcome back, folks. We got an exciting show here with our uh, with our good friend Junior from Macon, Mississippi, by way of Brownville, Texas. He's uh, been with us at the Freedom Center. He'll be our first graduate, Bobby, from the Freedom Center on our twelve week program. You know, we all met a few months ago and and thought that the ten weeks that we had him staying with us. May being a little bit short, and we wanted to give the guys a little more momentum as they headed out, so we increased the length of the program to two more weeks, and Junior will be our first graduate on the 12-week program, so we're excited that he's our first guy to graduate. And he's our first Texan. He is our first Texan. He's our first, first Latino. Texan. Yeah. Yep. First Latino. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Junior, tell us how you wound up at the Freedom Center. Tell us a little bit about life. And, uh, All right. You know. um, well, uh, coming from Texas, um we work out here about nine months out of the year because we also do all the prepping and all the maintenance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So three years, uh, three months, we'd go back, and we—it's actually three months and then one month back home, three months and then one month back home. So in between all this, I would nest egg all this money, and then I'd go back home and just you know, wild out, party, whatever you want to call it. And um, so I had gotten in trouble over there and caught some charges. So now. I'd have to fly back and forth every month, and and, and um, so I started playing a game, like as far as you know, trying to party for like two months, and then try to uh, or party for two weeks, and then go two weeks to get clean. So, and 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 when I say all that, I mean um, you know, I was just 
you know, uh, trying to work the system. So life had gotten pretty out of control at a, at a later age. What was the younger years like? When did uh, when did you start to get into trouble? When did you know you really seen things start to spiral out of control? Okay. Um, as far as that, um, spiraling out of control was at a very very young age. Um, since my dad was a Jenner, he would always be out and about. You know, and I understand that now because we gin the at the later end of the year. That's when we um do all the harvesting and producing. So it'd be, you know, October, November, December. My birthday was in November, so my dad was never there. Um, and I always longed for a father and, you know, I'd, you know, ask, where's my dad? Where's my dad? You know, how come he's not here for Christmas? How come he's not here for Thanksgiving, my birthday and all these holidays, you know, and, and I missed out on all that. So the whole time I wanted a father figure in my life and I never got that opportunity, you know, and I didn't really meet my dad, dad, till I was about 26 years old. I didn't even know what he did for a living till I was about 26 years old. So all through that, I grew this resentment and this, this hatred towards him because like, where you at, you know, um, where, where you been? How come am I not good enough? Or, you know, just, just show yeah. up for a birthday, at least call me, send a letter or something. Well, they, there wasn't cell phone, but, you know, send me a postcard, something from a birthday and all this, you know, till I was 26. I had gotten to some trouble in, in Austin, Texas, and he just showed up out of the blue, you know, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, and um, so when he showed up, I'm looking, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, why, you know, um, yeah. what, what, what business you have here? You know, I'm in trouble, and it was him trying to like open up to me or, or, or you know, uh, fill in the gap, you know, I, I probably say so. Um, as far as that, I had started drugs at a very, very young age. Um, at 12, I had started smoking pot. 13 is when I started smoking crack cocaine. And crack cocaine was, like, out of there for me. Um, and that led to other drugs, um, fornication, alcohol. Well, know. and he lived, uh, Junior, he lived 100 yards from the Mexico border. Yeah. So, like, football field from the Mexico yeah, border. And yeah. so when you're a young kid... And you're all about it. Well, pretty soon, there's got this little 13-year-old that's dealing. Yeah, exactly. And um, not only that, I had a relative that lived, like, literally lived, um, like, 30, 40 feet from me, which is pretty much my neighbor. And he was the one that was uh, supplying a lot of the, the drugs and yeah. actually supplying a lot of the town, the drugs. Um, and uh, I pretty much got it free. And, you know, that, that just was not very good at a very young age so but that was your lifestyle that was i was actually born into that lifestyle well, mm. well bobby as i hear junior speak out his life and uh kind of the hardships that come through it i i mean i can see a visually clear picture of uh you know the last three weeks we've been talking about it's something we deal with weekly dealing with folks in addiction and that is the trauma of life and junior just said here by his own admission he felt abandoned and that, that, that birthed anger in his life. And then, you know, and until his dad got back in his life and he was able to start to forgive, you know, life's been a wreck for him. And, and I can... Uh, and you were raised in an environment where you had easily available to you something to cover the pain up. And uh, so that was uh, just simple. Yeah, it came very simple. It's like I eventually became a, like pretty much like a product of my environment, you know, um the hate was there the anger was there you know the envy was there every 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 sin you could think of was there and and my dad was trying to get back into my life and i resented him and i tried forgetting him i tried loving him and um i just i just couldn't do it and um you know it was just it's you know and the Lord brought him back into my life to, to, to kindle that and, and get it all back together. And, you know, he's, he's doing an awesome job because, you know, I, I forgive my dad. And, um, you know. And you have a great relationship with him and work with him. Yes. And, and the other piece, is, but, but, but things like got bad and you ended up having to come stay with us. So tell us about that. Okay. So about when, when I had... Uh, started getting bad um i they had asked me to to pretty much do because we worked the night shift and the and there's two shifts the day and the night so when they had asked um for me to run the daytime and i was like you know 
what about asking me, you know, it was like, where's my decision and all this. And so I felt like kind of pressured and I started um, like not caring, you know, I was trying to get out of it in the best way I knew how and it's just rebel. So I had, I was already doing drugs. So it just, I just really let go. Um, I had uh, this a month before I got here, I would just started every day. I had even stopped going to work. I was like, I figured, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it, you know, get out of my responsibility. So the whole 30 days, I was just every day, every day, every day. And then one day, um, I had uh, I was sitting there uh, at the drug dealer's house, and I'm 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 all, you know, the sud on my pants, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, this is this is not me, you know. So. It was like a three-day binge, and I and I have the drug dealer drop me off at the front door of my at my job, and Mr. Jonathan comes up to me and asks me, you know, you do you want some help? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I want some help. And so they had Jonathan's the boss at the uh, gym. Uh, yeah, Jonathan McBride is uh, the boss that uh, you know asked me for if he would like to help or to help me, and I was like, you said course. you wanted some help, and. He called us and got a hold of us, and mm -hmm. then you arrived. So we're going to take a break, and on the other side of the break, we're going to let you tell us what happened with the Freedom Center. Uh, what, ha what? How did Jesus, uh, you know, uh, get get a hold of you, and and what's happened since then? And so, well, before we go to break, Bobby, let's give out our phone number. I didn't give out a number for a text line. If you want to text us a question for Junior, or just a text. Text a question in general. You can text this number 662 603 9829. That's 603 9829. We'll be right back. This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is, quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two Tutoring in after-school programs, we provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need need of seasonal apparel. And these are just a few things that we do and we, we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone. So if you are in need of help, please call us or come see us at Crosswind on 703 Tate Street. We're here to help. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, folks, welcome back here to the radio show, Hope. We have our good friend Junior with us. 
He was just giving a testimony about how life has been a wreck and how he found his way to the Freedom Center. Um, Bobby, one of the ways he wound up here was we're in connection with a guy at a Starkville that uses Mark Shaw's material, uh, does a ministry down there, and Junior's boss, Mr. Jonathan, who he just mentioned before we went to break, and Brian are really good friends, and that's how Junior wound up with us, by, uh, the, by way of the Addiction Connection, but uh, I got a chance to meet Mr. Jonathan and Brian there over the last, probably the first five weeks that Junior was here. Him, Mr. Brian, or Mr. Jonathan, and uh, Junior's dad, they all came up and supported him every week for the first five weeks before cotton season started. Just a godly man, wanted to be part of Junior's journey, and uh, man, that's the second boss that we've had to sponsor a guy to come through the program, and it's so encouraging to see these employers and other godly people walking through this journey with them, and it just inspires me and gives me hope. that Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, I mean, Macon's a drive, you know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, they came up. and they came up every every, every week. Every Thursday. And, and just to be with him, you know, and just to let him know that, you know, they loved him and they, they were just hoping that God would do something special in his life. When we were at break, Tommy said, you know, uh, now that he, he doesn't get to talk today, he's just sitting over there listening, and he said, he said, you know, seriously, when I was listening to Junior's story, it sounded exactly like Billy Graham's daughter's story. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't have a dad. He wasn't there. I became bitter, anger, unforgiveness. All of a sudden, life gets poisoned, mm. trying to solve it through all these relationships. So that was her story. And and um, and then all of a sudden, God shows up. And Junior, you got to the... Freedom Center, uh, and uh, what did God do? Tell us about the Freedom Center, and just tell us tell us what God did, I mean, and how he did it. I mean, if you can put your finger on it. All right. Um, well, on my way up to the Freedom Center, um, I met I met you guys. I met Bobby, Tommy. Well, actually, not Tommy right just then. Uh, Wesley had just walked out, and uh, John and um, Ralph was there, and... Um, I was skeptical, you know, because I had come to the Lord uh, several times before. And, you know, like like I said before, I longed for, for my father. But when he showed up, I was like, where was where you been this whole time? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I started asking myself, you know, where where, where you been this whole time? And uh, he kind of opened my eyes. He's like, I've been there since the beginning, since you was birthed, you know, and uh, he kind of explained to me as we, I went through it how he used every time that I came to him and, 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 and uh, fell away and came to him and fell away to build a testimony that he, he he's, um, builds, you know. Um, and when I say that, it's like every time that I turn from him, I, I hit rock bottom and then I, I look up at him and I, I think about when, when uh, Peter went out to Jesus on the boat, even though in... In it all, he still doubted. He was walking on water, and he took his eyes off of Jesus, and and he started sinking. If he would have never looked back up, he would have fell straight down into that water, and uh, and and you know drowned if he didn't reach out. And if Jesus didn't reach out for him, and you know, him reach back out, he would have drowned. And and that's because he was in mid witness of it. And um, I think about that a lot, and and other things. But there's a lot of things that the Lord has opened my eyes through. Um, my sin, inequities, and transgressions that I, that I've done throughout the years, and and how that I lost my first love and and went back to what I was, what was my norm, and you know, and and I was literally um, an adulterer, you know. Uh, when you really think about it, you're in a union, a communion, um, a marriage with the Lord Jesus. And uh, when you go back to your ways, you're literally labeled an adulterer. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, so if you want to think about it like that, when you start doing the things of the world, you know, and what does it say about adultery, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, even I, I believe that they ask him, Lord, you know, uh, what do we do if uh, about a divorce? And he says he pardons him some way or another, right? And he says that it is able to happen. Yeah, so God brought you back to himself. And and um, so 
and I remember when we went, uh, had to go to Texas to see your PO that uh, we pulled up to the gym and you were going to give me a tour. And it was the first time you'd kind of been gripped by a craving. You went back into a familiar situation and you had a craving and it was the first time you'd been gripped by it. And we were very thankful together that you'd, that you could experience a craving, but at the same time, not fall to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, and then once we got to Texas, uh, you know, there's, it's a familiar place and there's all these familiar thoughts and you begin to have these things. And so now you're fixing to go back to that very environment and you're yeah. fixing to be there working seven hour, seven days a week, 12 hours a day till the cotton season's over. So, so wh what has God taught you to, how do you walk in freedom when you're going to be back in a familiar environment where you used to use and the cravings may be there like what what how is what what, what have you learned here that's going to help you walk with the lord when that happens well um if um about that craving you know i, I didn't really understand what a trigger was or what a craving was you know because all the my whole life i did whatever i wanted because there you go the the rod wasn't there and uh, the child got spoiled, you know, and um, so we get to my gin, and I walk into the walk into the door, and I see a bunch of cigarettes on the floor, you know, right there at the where the where the ashtray's at, and then you know we're very familiar. My dad's walking up, and there's a pack of cigarettes right there, and it's like the cigarettes is like radiant, and I'm like, what? <laughs> why you know and when i got to the freedom center it, it, it like i had been smoking since probably 15 years old and when i got to the freedom center not one urge and it was, it was kind of weird you know and and when i got there it was like illuminated almost and my dad's walking up and i'm like why you know and then all of a sudden i get this 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 like a punch in my stomach like man that looks like i want you you could taste it yeah i could taste it you know i was like you know, and when my dad was walking, I'd think of those movies where it's just elevating, gravitating towards you. And I'm like, the next thing I would have done was, hey, dad, get me a cigarette. And it's yeah. just as easy like that. And he passes it to me, you know. And that's the first time I realized it, what a craving and what a trigger was, you know. And um, before, I, d I didn't understand what it was, you know. And um, they, I can't remember. Who and I so just as a little parenthesis before you go on for our listeners. So what that is, is when we go back into a familiar environment where we used to use, no matter what it is, coffee, I mean, it doesn't even matter, you know, yeah. cigarettes in this case, that we'll see something uh, that where... Uh, and then all of a sudden we'll just begin to crave and we don't know we just you go from zero to i need it now and and so and because this it lines up all the different you know it your brain's an association machine and so all these little associations hook up and suddenly your mouth's watering well so how did the lord help you uh well as far as that aspect, the Lord helped me, and He illuminated that that's when I I need to resist, and and, and only in Jesus Christ and and through Him and and the strength that He gives me that I will be able to resist. Cause yeah. So what the Lord says there in, in Colossians three and Ephesians four and what we teach yeah. you guys is He's saying resist, but it is to put the desire to death. Mm -hmm. That's it. Put it to death. And instead, shift your mind, right, to, I ain't got to live like that no more. That's yeah. a famous phrase that Ralph gives the boys. And, and um, but what that is what happens. You know, what he did was is that he d craved it and desired it, and it hit him really strongly. He was, like, taken back by how big of an urge it was. But he just said no to the urge, yeah. and he said yes to Christ. That's it. That's how simple it is, even though... Even though it's simple, it was very overwhelming and very powerful at the same time, wasn't yeah, it? it? It sure was, you know, and, and I had a choice right then and there either to fall into that and ask for a cigarette or just continue in, in the Lord's walk, uh, continue in the walk with him and him with me. And, um, you know, just little things like that. Um, if we if we can't resist something as small as a cigarette, then, you know, we need to reevaluate ourselves and actually... Well, you ain't going to be able to resist yes, the Sheilas exactly. and you ain't going to be able to resist the dope and anything <laughs> yeah, else that's going exactly. on, right? Exactly, and he was just showing me something as small as that. If you can't 
was just that in me, you know, what, 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 what it's, you know, you won't be able to without me. You That's know? right. Good. So he gave you the strength. Uh, you overcame that. And so then when that came up again, a time or two, mm-hmm. you were aware of it. You knew to put it off. You knew to walk in Christ. And uh, you began to be strong. Well, you're headed back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're fixing to be a, back to the gin and the loud noises and all the crazies. and But also an environment where you used to use every day, an environment where, you know, all the, anything that you wanted was available to you there. And so, but you're a different guy now. And you have a piece about you and, and uh, the Lord's taught you a bunch of stuff. And you're going to go back there mm-hmm. now not a... Not a follower and not a guy who falls into stuff, but instead, instead, what God, what has God put on your heart? How do you want to go back? Uh, I want to go back as, um, you know, some just walking in Christ and not, not um, looked upon as uh, a hypocrite. So I'm going to continue walking with Christ and, and, you know, let, let what I do and, and, and let it bear witness that, you know, uh, cause if I automatically pick up a cigarette, everybody look, looking like, yeah, um, yeah, right. But, you know, um, so through my actions and, 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 and everything else that I do, it's like, I was talking to Mr. <coughs> Kelly, you know, I was like, so how am I, how am I, how am I, how am I going to do it? You know, my dad smokes, my uncle smokes, you know, everybody smokes around me. And, you know, I'm just saying smoking because it's something that's very common and, and, yeah. and around in the work area and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, we carpool and they smoke in the, in the vehicle. You know, how, how am I going to do it? And he says, just resist it and they're going to see that there's a change in you and it's going to make them want what you have. And, um, you know, just resist everything and like wesley said do the opposite bro do the opposite of everything you do you know whatever you used to do don't do and it's that is that easy and i'm like yeah you're right it yeah. is a whole lot easier than you think you know and well uh, and there's something in the thing is that like what he was saying he was talking about a little thing like that's very common like mm-hmm. smoking and what he's saying is that for him that maps onto a way bigger thing yeah. because yeah, if i exactly. say you know i need to i need to to if i say yes to the lord and no to this a small thing then i'll be able to say yes to the lord and no to the bigger stuff that used to really take me down well that's that's how the devil works you know he gets that little bit of doubt that sows that seed of doubt in our walk and then he just magnifies that and then it starts to eat and grow at us and it's like that that one little shortcoming or fall he builds up two or three more right behind it you know junior we were at the uh alternative school yesterday we had the privilege of going over there and talking to the kids and we were just talking about second chances and and you were telling them a little bit about your uh, your journey as an adolescent and the hardships you had but one of the things that you said that that really spoke to me was that if you're always looking for the bad things that happened during the bad times you're never going to see the good mm. and one way you were able to see good through all of this bad is that you you know you knew that you had a father that loved you you knew that you had to turn back to the lord a while ago you said you had your pig pen moment that you came to the end of yourself and i'm just thankful that you knew where to turn when you were at the end of yourself and you know it's been a privilege for us to be part of that journey and to watch you come into the freedom center since day one you know, I don't know if people can really understand if they've never smoked and never came off of the drugs and this and that. Junior came off of drugs and cigarettes at the same time, came into the Freedom Center, and since day one has did nothing but smiled, did whatever was asked of him, had just the infectious attitude of love. And uh, it's been a privilege just to watch him grow in the Lord, Junior. It's uh, it's part of why we do this. We get to see the Lord start to transform y'all's lives. and. He's done it in our lives, and we believe that he can do it in other people's lives. So it's, you know, you just have affirmed in our walk what it is we know that God's doing through the Freedom Center. So it, it's been a blast, Junior. But we're going to take our second, our third break and come back and wrap this thing up. Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. 
You can also email us at info at wilcocorrent.com. You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Baines and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo, is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Car Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here on Highway 72 in Corinth. Summer's come and gone, but what has it gone is the deals at our store. We have recliners, $1.99, lift chairs always on sale, adjustable beds on sale, mattresses on sales. Don't forget, we are your inflatable place for your fall parties, and now we're your local U-Haul dealer. Listen, you gotta come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Welcome back to our show, Hope, folks. We got our good friend Junior here with us, and we've been talking about Junior's journey by way of the Freedom Center and and what that's meant to him and how the Lord's been dealing with him through his struggles. And uh, Junior, we've had you now for 12 weeks at the Freedom Center, and yesterday I took you out to eat a little lunch, and I always like to ask the guys, you know, what's some of your favorite parts of the Freedom Center? What's meant the most? What's something we've done right? Tell the folks out there one of you know a couple of things you really enjoyed while you were at the Freedom Center. Um, what I really enjoyed was um, the diverse churches that we'd go to. There were so many that, that you know they all have in common is Jesus and, and, and the love for Jesus and, and the, the gospel. And, and you know I didn't even know what a, a denomination was till I got here. To tell you the truth, yeah. Uh, you know I was like, well, doesn't just everybody believe in Jesus? You know, and they're like, no. You know, there's different baptism, you know, Pentecostal, and I was like, well, what does all that mean? And I was like, well, different doctrines. I'm like, what do you mean different doctrines? Different ways, ideas of, of man, man's ideas, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man's ideas. So you know, and <laughs> I was like, how can you put thought in, in in God when He made created everything and um, like that as as far as you know, um, like, and I'm like why do we have so many denominations and why why have we let it get to this point to where we divide Christ up when we should all be one union, one body of Christ? So from your perspective that didn't know all these differences, you just enjoyed being in all these churches and being loved and hearing God's word. And so when you heard that they were all different and didn't even like each other, then you were like, why, why is that? Yeah, I, I didn't understand it, and I, I still don't understand it, you know. Um <coughs> Well, you'll you'll figure it. No. Uh, well, and last night, Junior, we was at Grace Chapel, and they honored you, which they honor all of our graduates. Yeah, not yeah. to pray at them, and that's always a big deal. But yeah, I, you do you have an idea how many churches you was in this uh, during your twelve weeks? Oh, probably at least twenty five to thirty. Yeah, we've been and in and out, and uh, um, we've been to a lot of them for breakfast, um, Bible studies, church actual um, sermons, and and um, actually there was a revival I think we went to. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was at Wither Grove. Grove. Yeah, yeah Wither Grove. And uh, one of the things I did notice during this time, twelve weeks, you did get a doctor degree in how to eat pancakes and <laughs> yeah. eggs and bacon. Yeah. 
You do re- you you do receive the Ralph Callens Award for the best eater that we've had. <laughs> I've, been, I've been well conditioned. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been well trained. Them uh, one o'clock Bible studies you and Ralph do with bluebell ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll fire them cameras up before I go to bed every night just to see what's going on around there. And there'd be Ralph and Junior sitting at the table before it'd be Ralph Junior and Jeffrey, but now <laughs> Jeffrey's going. It's just Ralph yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I love it there. You know, I've. I've um, it's like I was telling Wesley, you know, and and everybody last night about y'all being a light, and you know I want to be able to be that light for everybody else there at work, and you know there was I remember this this prayer that I, I I prayed, you know, for my dad to show up to work, and um you know he showed up, and my brother and my uncle didn't show up, and I was like you know I was kind of hurt by that you know and and and. God knew my heart, so the next week, he brought everybody from work, and I was like, all right, that, that's, all right, I, I hear you, Lord, I hear you, you heard my heart, and, you know, so with that said, uh, just everything, everything that, 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 that I've witnessed and, and seen, and how the way God goes about things, and, and how he just confirms it, and, and lets you know that I'm with you, son, you know, it can be just as easy as something you hear a word or a message off a radio and and it'll always bring you back to the word in the bible and and you know it'll highlight verses um just it's so wild you know and you know how can i say the um, the holy spirit illuminates you and he lets you know like tugs on your shoulder that's what i'm talking about and a unique thing about junior that uh, you need to know is that he loves numbers (laughs) and so like he finds all the numbers you know like hey man did you know that like you know, we just were talking this morning. I was talking about one guy that had been in the Freedom Center and he had been there six times, and this was his seventh, you know, uh, rehab. And goes, Junior, that's good, man, because seven's the good number, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately puts it in, into numbers, you know what I mean? And so, and uh, so we've had a lot of fun with our number man who's always chasing the numbers around. So it's been really fun. We'll one, of, one of the great moments there was the day we was at Goat Island Campground, and uh, yeah. we was able to baptize uh, Junior there in the mm-hmm. river, and it was a little cool that day. Him and Andrew took a plunge, and uh, yeah, uh, we, we had boat rides and stuff, too, but, man, uh, we've seen uh, Junior grow in the Lord there, Wes. Oh, we've seen him just, his his infectious smile has gotten bigger since day one, and, and his hope and his heart's just grown, and he wants to tell everybody about the Lord. I never see him leave the Freedom Center without his Bible. He's got it laid out in front of him right now. Yesterday he was with me. We were walking around the gas station up here. The Shell Station Junior had his Bible out reading it, getting coffee. He's just excited about what the Word of God is doing in his life, and, and it's fun to watch. Another so thing to, to know about him is that, you know, uh, from a manly perspective, Junior is quite a lover. He wants to hug on us, and he yeah. wants to be giving us kisses and stuff. And uh, not really yeah. kisses, but real close. And so he really loves people. I mean, really deeply. You know that you're loved when Junior's in the room. He really loves you, and you can feel it and tell it. And and um, so God's really given him a gift of love, and, and so we're glad about that too. If, yeah. if someone's listening to us and has got a family member that is struggling with some sort of addiction there. Uh, you know, Wesley, we have beds right now at the Freedom Center. We'd we love to take three or four applications in today. But, Junior, what would you speak into that family that maybe it's their son, maybe it's their dad that's struggling, maybe it's their brother that's life's upside down, whether it's alcohol or crack cocaine or whatever it may be. Uh, meth is destroying our communities nowadays, and it's fentanyl, but... There's hope today. And, uh, General, what would you tell them? Well, I would tell them don't give up on the person you love because even though they're doing everything, it's like, for example, when when, um, I was on my way down to Texas and, and my dad almost gave up on me, I was on my way, you know, it was just before I actually got here and, and my dad was like, this is, this is it. You know, I had just gotten high before that. And my dad was like, this is it. you know, you're not my son no more. And, and, and all, this was on the way down. And so I made a decision right then and there, like, I'm just going to get to my PO office, you know, uh, pass my drug test, give me another 45 days to my other one. And, and 
just you know party party all that do I get to my next um, appointment and then go in for five years? If not, just if I did, it didn't get in trouble, see how far I could get and then, um, you know, go into prison. You know, that was my plan, my walk, you know. And um, that Thursday night at 10 o'clock, I had left my dad's house and I had gone to my girlfriend's house and we started partying. Well, three days later at uh, Sunday night at 10 o'clock, he texted me three days and um, the Lord presented a choice to me. Either you're going to go back to Macon, Mississippi, eat what you guys just talked about, and forgive your dad and he forgive you, and or you're going to go what you wanted to do. So I was like, all right, I hear you, Lord. The three days at 10 o'clock. So I was like, all right. So I went back. So I was telling Wesley the other day, my, my, my Jonah situation where... Mine looked like a Ford F-150. My <laughs> Three-day ride with your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like South and, Texas. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, so uh, yeah, your message is uh, don't give up on people. Yeah. Because and, God's speaking to them, and he's bringing them to the end of themselves, and mm-hmm. you don't know how he's going to do it. and uh, But he's going to in his time and in his way. And uh, and so, yeah, that's a good word. And uh, we... We we send that same hope to you. Our hope is in Christ, and He does He does He does lasso us. He 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 does yeah. let us have our Jonah Jonah experiences, you know. And He He brings us to Himself. He brings us to the end of ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, He turns us around. And so you can uh, have hope in Him. Right. Yeah, yeah, Junior. I definitely echo that word of not giving up. You know, it's nothing like the the love of a father and the love of a family that can lift you up. Um, Tommy all the time says certain things cranks his tractor. Well, I, I just wanted to say this. What's cranked my tractor from day one is the heart of this community and the heart of these local churches that supported the Freedom Center. Since we put the need out there, they have answered the call. And, and sometimes, Junior, you might have wondered what the difference was in all these churches. And, and, you know, and that may be big and it may be small, but we have a common thread, and that is that the gospel message and the, the walk yep. of Jesus Christ and the risen Savior is what we all have in common. So we're thankful for the local church. Tonight's uh, graduation, we want to invite you tonight to Living Free Ministries. Uh, Junior will be graduating. Living yeah. Free will be hosting. It starts at 6. Anyone can come. That's an open meeting. Uh, we'll have a meal for you to go home tonight from our friends from Casu Methodist Church. So, uh, it's going to be a big night. You'll hear Junior give uh, some more of his story and all that tonight. So uh, we invite the community to come be a part yeah. of that and us, us send Junior out of Corinth on a, on a big, big way. Yep, Junior, we're going to miss you, brother. It's been, a, it's been fun. We're running out of time here. I want to pray for us before we leave, and we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, one more. Hey, guys, we do want to remember uh, our friends at North Corinth Baptist Church, our friend, Brother Bill Wages, who pastored over 40 years, okay. passed away this week. That, that funeral's this week. He was a uh, soldier in our community for the Lord. Okay, and uh, I want to strongly tell you, do not give up on the, the person that's struggling because through that, I was able to witness God's patience, peace, mercy, and grace through my father. Alrighty, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the day and the opportunity just to share what it is you've done in Junior's life, what you're doing in all of our lives. Lord, I pray for our local community, for the loss of the pastor. Lord, I pray that you would just give them strength through this time and uh, just what an inspiration is to hear that a man of God finish out strong. And uh, I'm just thankful, Lord, that we all have the opportunity to serve you today. Be with us and go before us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.